You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to episode 179 of the Merged Marketing Podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about LinkedIn ads and whether successful LinkedIn ad campaigns actually exist. My guest on today's show is Ben Lund. Ben has been active in the marketing industry since 2005, working at companies such as Monster, Yahoo, Rim Kaufman Group, Google, and now leads Rise Marketing Group. We've explored LinkedIn ad campaigns in the past several times for ourselves and for clients, and whether or not it works for businesses really depends. The consensus is out there in terms of whether it's a good play for businesses, depending on their objective and the audience they're trying to get in front of. Whether it's LinkedIn paid ad campaigns, organic campaigns, or using a third-party platform to automate conversations on LinkedIn, we explore all of these options in this episode. Without further ado, let's kick them a chat with Ben Lund. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So Ben, maybe start off giving a bit of context as to your journey to get to where you are today, starting Rise Media Group. Yes, yes, definitely. Rise Marketing Group. So yeah, journey was funny. I was actually at, I graduated from UMass Amherst, the School of Management in 2004. And I was actually meeting with their marketing club, just volunteering and speaking with a bunch of undergrad students. And we talked about career paths quite a bit. And so this is fresh on my mind, but it's always fun to look at the journey. It's almost referencing one of the David Burns lines from Talking Heads, like, how did I get here? But yeah, I've always always liked marketing. And then back in the early 2000s, I internet was getting pretty big and I wanted to merge both those together, online marketing. And it worked at various companies like Monster when that was a thing uh, for, you know, I was just selling job postings, nothing glamorous, dialing for dollars for a couple of years. But then I got a... Awesome break working for Yahoo. This was the mid 2000s when people went to Yahoo as their portal to the internet and did their searches on Yahoo, checked their horoscopes and all the other crazy stuff that people did on their website. And from there, I really got into search ads. I worked with some awesome clients and this was like very manual search ad campaigns. You don't have all the cool automated features that you have today. And then I worked at an ad agency for a while, RKG since acquired by Merkle. And then I was at Google here in Cambridge in Massachusetts from 2014 to 2018. But deep down inside, I always wanted to jump into entre- entrepreneurship and been thinking about it for years. I just took the leap five, almost five years ago. And yeah, the rest is history. And we have more based right outside of Boston and really been enjoying the ride ever since. Awesome. And the topic today we're diving into is LinkedIn. Obviously, there's a lot of platforms out there as an agency that we're all using. But I want to dive into LinkedIn today specifically because it's becoming more and more of a question as people go through hiccups <laughs> and problems with Facebooks and Instagrams. Is TikTok going to exist tomorrow? So, you know, what's right. left on the table when you look at social media platforms? And one of the ones that's glaring at me standing out is LinkedIn. And I want to talk about how clients or how businesses can best leverage this platform to their ability or whether it's even worth their time. So maybe tell us a bit, Ben, on how you're using LinkedIn today. Yeah. And even before I get into that, like LinkedIn is such an interesting platform because for B2B, all professionals, for the most part, in the every industry will vary a little bit. They're on LinkedIn. That's their social media platform. They check it out for updates and news and things like that. And so LinkedIn has this kind of golden carrot. It's like they have that B2B audience and then you can target 
any which way that you want by industry, company, revenue, title, all that good stuff. But then the question is, is it successful? And it is can get a little pricey, but you know how we use LinkedIn, it really depends on our client goals. Now, if our client goals like, Ben, I want efficient conversions. Unfortunately, I'm just going to say LinkedIn may not be the right channel for you. It's very much an awareness and consideration type of a play. Maybe good old-fashioned Google ads might be better. So for LinkedIn, there's, it really depends on their goals. Awareness, consideration, LinkedIn can do excellent and get in front of the right people. If you're very conversion focused, there's a bunch of different things that you can test. Some of the ones that we've had some success with are more like lead gen type ad campaigns, or even most recently and added document ads, which have been pretty good. Now you're good at, it's really great at getting that contact information, following up with these leads. Are they true leads? That's, that is the debatable, but then that, I think that question marks is still very relevant but it really depends on what the client goals are. And if the clients, I want super efficient conversions, I'm going to say LinkedIn may not be the channel for you. Let's start off with some other ones. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said cost can be high. And case in point, you got to think about it. Like the pool of people on LinkedIn is not the same pool of people that's on Facebook and Instagram. It's much smaller. And if you try running any sort of paid ads on LinkedIn, you're going to want to shut them off on Friday at 5 p.m. Because nobody's checking the LinkedIn on weekends, but LinkedIn will happily take your money if you want to spend your money on weekends. I think you're right. It is really for that top of funnel awareness and consideration, I think is one of the best places if you're running paid ads on the platform. Lead generation or conversions can definitely be pricier. Are you seeing specific industries, Ben, that have been working better than others on LinkedIn? And not really any particular industries. I think it really just comes down to the goals and answering the question of, is there audience on LinkedIn? So for example, we work with a couple of food-based clients and they want to get into like restaurants and kind of like the hospitality industry. And for restaurant owners, chefs and things like that, I don't know if they're necessarily on LinkedIn all the time. I think that might be a different beast, but I think before you launch any type of campaign, you have to ask yourself, is my audience on LinkedIn? And then you're right. And then also adapt to their behavior. So for example, you had a really great example, like maybe shutting down those campaigns Friday at five and LinkedIn is not as sophisticated as other ad platforms like a Google, where you can't do ad scheduling, like, okay, let's nix the morning hours. Let's just serve from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And even their automated bidding, they really don't have much of an automated bidding, which is unfortunate. They're starting to move into that direction. So it's very much a manual media buy. And you just have to think of where your audience is. And in the LinkedIn campaign builder, it will give you insights in terms of the how large your addressable audience is to see are they even addressable in LinkedIn. Yeah, it's, I find with LinkedIn, it's more as Facebook and Instagram in the way where you want to, you don't want to narrow down that targeting too much because you're spending a lot more money than you want to. Um, you want to try to have an open sort of audience that you're targeting and let the algorithm figure out the best user to put your ad in front of. However, there is an opportunity to get that target right down to a job title or an actual business. And that has a lot of benefits, benefits that Meta does not provide. And 
if done the correct way, you can effectively get in front of people with, for example, LinkedIn inbox, inbox messages, which some might say is effective. I personally think they're annoying and intrusive and don't like them. <laughs> But there is opportunity there to get in front of those decision makers that you want to get in front of, which, in my opinion, makes LinkedIn a very strong B2B play. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And that you bring up messages. I tested in-mail campaigns. This is years ago. And I feel like back then it was actually pretty good because people weren't really annoyed by it. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah, cool. I'll chat with you. I didn't realize it's a sponsored message, but now between sponsored and just like organic outreach, I'm like, no, thanks, not going there. But then LinkedIn rolls out some new opportunities to get there. Like their document ad campaigns are actually pretty cool where it shows like a preview of, let's say, a PDF and then to access the rest of it, enter your information. And I've definitely, even at Rise, when we tested a couple of campaigns for Rise Marketing Group, we found some success. The follow-up in terms of people who I was actually able to get in contact with. That's a whole nother topic, but we were able to draw some decent leads from that. To back up your point, definitely the play for B2B. And one thing that may not be a bad strategy for, let's say, enterprise clients that has a sales team, sometimes LinkedIn could just give you some good air cover. So if you have a targeted list of companies that you're sales teams trying to infiltrate, they're going to be cold calling, cold email, using the referral to get in there. Do some targeted ads just to give them air cover. And your KPI isn't going to be, oh, did they sign up for a lead or whatever? It's just going to be like, am I reaching these organizations? And LinkedIn does some really great reporting on, are you reaching the right people? They're very transparent in that based off of job title or companies. So that's something I've been pushing our clients to think about that have sales teams of let's do a campaign more for air cover for your sales team. Hey guys, if you're looking to write your first book, I've got a guy for you. Mike Almer will help you follow through on the book you have always wanted to write. Through his research and extensive interviews with you, Mike will help you find your story, your key proposition, any advice you can give to make you the perfect resource for the people you want to help most. You can use Mike's custom blueprint with ChatGPT to create a first draft of your book in just a couple of hours. Mike wrote my book and I guarantee you're going to love working with Mike. He's a great guy. Call or text Mike right now at 1-844-I-WRITE-2. That's 1-844-I-W-R-I-T-E-2. Tell me about document ads. How are they being used? How are you using them? Is this a new feature LinkedIn has added? Pretty new. They rolled this out in, I want to say it's early Q4 of last year. And I think what LinkedIn is doing is they're realizing that people within the LinkedIn platform, they don't, it's not as common where they click an ad, go to a landing page, then fill out information. Generally speaking, they're on the go. They're just looking at their phone. And I think LinkedIn is realizing that they these users generally stay in the platform. They don't really like to click outside of the platform. So I think LinkedIn's like, okay, how can I add value for my advertisers by giving them information from users that don't want to leave the ecosystem of LinkedIn? One of the iterations that they've done is they created a lead gen campaign where you can get their information, email, company, whatever attributes you're trying to capture, but they showcase it in a document ad. And I think that's a pretty sophisticated or savvy way of doing that because it's a campaign that you target and like as you would any other campaign based off of different attributes. But the creative is unique where it's not like a sponsored post. 
it would actually be a PDF or some type of document that you upload to LinkedIn. So you think any B2B client, they must have some type of best practice PDF of whatever it might be. And then they can upload it. And then the user, the LinkedIn user, will see an ad, but it'll be like, oh, download the top 10 whatever tips. And they can see the first page and then say, oh, to download the rest, enter your information, and then they can automatically download it. So at Rise, we've tested this with a couple different creatives. One is we released a PDF, which was top SEO tips for blogging, because a lot of companies, they blog, but they're really not that SEO optimized. We just provided like a value add for it. And we're actually getting some decent leads through that, at least contacts. Now, the follow-up on actually getting in touch with them wasn't as strong. But that could be a variety of issues or it could just be bad luck. That's a cool campaign that they rolled out. And I think it, it's really LinkedIn's figuring out that users don't really leave their platform that much. And they still have to provide value for the advertisers. Otherwise, advertisers are just going to ditch the platform. That's just my mindset of probably what they're thinking about. Yeah, I think that's similar in a lot of platforms. So what I like there about that is, is it's not intrusive. You're not disrupting the user experience. You're capturing that information on the platform. Mm-hmm. The easier it is to capture a lead, the less quality it's going to be. And that's true. If anybody's run Facebook ads out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those Facebook on ad lead forms that are easy to hop into with a click because your information's auto-populated, but really they're not a hot lead at all. And there's no intent behind those users either. They're not looking for what you have to offer similar to LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, we can talk about Facebook lead gen ads for a while, but I feel the exact same. And and who knows, maybe LinkedIn, maybe it's similarly or yeah, the intent isn't there, but capture their information, put them into some type of email newsletter or things like that. That makes the most sense because you're right. They just download an article. They're not ready to buy from you right now, but could be worth having some future conversation with or interaction in a digital perspective. Yeah, be prepared to obviously pay more for those leads, like we said, but with higher paying leads is typically a little more quality. And the mindset, let's talk about the mindset of, a, of somebody on LinkedIn, right? They're typically on, they're in business mode. They're not in mm-hmm. casual, sit in the couch, scroll through my Facebook or TikTok feed modes. I think, I think the, the percentage of people accessing LinkedIn on desktop is significantly higher than Facebook. So Just thinking about that, the mindset is in a different type of place. So there is an opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. They're definitely in that business mindset. And that helps because especially if you're a B2B marketer, you're reaching on that right set versus on Facebook. They're really, they're not in that same mindset, like still can have a relevant ad for them, but it's different. But yeah, I totally agree. Mindset has to be, has to be considered in the messaging and any type of landing page experience. Who's doing your social media? Is anybody doing your social media? Why aren't we doing your social media? Since 2016, my agency has been managing communities, creating content, and managing our clients' social media platforms to keep them top of mind with their customers along with their prospects. Social media is probably somewhere on your priority list as a busy business owner, but it's never gonna be near the top. For us at Merged Media, we ensure your social media is at the top of our list, making sure you're staying top of mind with those clients and prospects. If you want a creative and professional agency working on your social media, 
then go on over to merged.ca and book a call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. So let's go on from the actual lead capture into a nurture. And do you have some best practices that you deploy in terms of a nurture sequence? Because for us, typically right after they opt into a lead magnet or a white paper or a video, there is a series of emails that's going to follow up that opt-in. Tell me a bit about how you deploy that. Yeah, definitely. It's always a it's a fine line where you don't want to inundate them and put them into a welcome series that's sixty emails deep, and then by the by email twenty four, they're like, "What the heck, Ben? You got to chill out here." So yeah, I think best practices doing some type of automated email campaign. Be very try not to be too salesy because they're really not they're not asking to be sold at that point. You're just trying to start that relationship from a digital perspective. I usually advise clients to be value focused. So give continue to give out value because they'll be way more receptive to that than versus, hey, sign up for a demo. And they're like, what demo? I didn't even ask for a demo. And then of course, put in them and then have like maybe three, four emails go out into some type of nurture series. And then throw them into your newsletter that you send out maybe every month or something like that. And of course, always be very full disclosure on your email marketing and opt-out procedures and things like that, because you never want to force a relationship or just stick someone into a funnel that they didn't ask for. But I think it's just best practices to always be considerate and think of yourself or think, put yourself in the user's perspective, what makes the most sense and try to provide some good value, knowing that they're not going to sign up with you today, tomorrow, or the next week, or even maybe next quarter, but you're building up the brand and, and you're building up that awareness of your company. And eventually if they have a need, maybe they'll reach out to you. Yeah. I think that's important to the point you bring up about not selling through that nurture initially, right? Think about that journey, right? Somebody opts in for a lead magnet on top five ways to sell a house in real estate. Next thing you know, they're getting inundated with, hey, I'm the sales guy, by the way. You know what I mean? Hey, let's have a consultation. Never works, especially putting in a Calumny link in one of those follow-up emails, never works. So it's really an opportunity to get somebody to know and trust you through that email journey. Take it as an opportunity to just provide that value, inundate them with the value and the education, because really that's what they want in the first place when they opt into your lead magnet, for example. Yeah, totally. Something that you can test out if you are, if they're like, Ben, I don't care what you say. I really need customers tomorrow. And I want to like focus on LinkedIn and that less of awareness play or filling up like the upper funnel. You can do some more direct messaging, but one thing that I've seen work is having a strong offer with that. So say sign up, and this could be an ad, sign up for yeah, free consultation. Who cares about that? People don't care. But what I have seen some folks do, some B2B advertisers would work and then they're like, hey, no commitment, sign up for a demo. We're going to give you a $100 Amazon gift card or something like that. And then sometimes that can pique an interest, maybe for the wrong reasons, maybe not. But that's just something that I think is worth exploring down the road where you're like, hey, let's chat. If it's not a fit, it's not a fit, but I value your time and uh, try this. I don't know if you've ever seen that in play, but I've heard about that a few times. So worth a note. I think something else, there's platforms out there as well that integrate with LinkedIn from doing automation and automated messages. But as you said earlier in, in the show, it's people are numb to it. So you got to be careful and make it seem as authentic as possible. A platform of just typically Salesflow 
which I've had experience yeah. with, where you set up all the automations and it, you build your connections and, and then you put them through that process of potentially becoming a lead somehow, some way. But you can use those. But like I said, just be weary because you don't want to seem like a bit of a spammer. Right. Yeah, totally. And the B2B audiences that folks are going after, oftentimes they're very, it's a very niche audience based off of the business. And you don't want to upset all of your potential clients, depending on how large your addressable audience is. 100%. Awesome, Ben. Before we take off here, I want our audience to know the best way for them to get in touch with you if they have any questions. Yeah, definitely. Check us out. Rise Marketing Group, risemkg.com. Definitely do a lot, a fair amount of advertising, but again, it has to align with clients' goals. And I feel like we do a really great job of setting expectations. You never want to oversell. Usually it's the other way around where I'm putting a ton of caution to them. Hey, linting's expensive. Yes, your audience is there, but let's think about your goals and the best way to do this. But if anyone wants to chat further about that, more than happy to set up some time. Awesome. Ben, we end every episode with the same question. That question is this. If you could choose one person dead or alive to represent your brand, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh, that is a yowzer. That's a big question. I should have thought about this or gave us some thought in advance. Uh, I can't answer that, but I will throw it out there. Some person who is very much data driven because that at the end of the day at the end of the day that's driving future strategy we launch every campaign based off of best class marketing acumen all the best practices but at the end of the day the data is going to let you know what's working what's not and data never lies and that's really what fuels our futures i apologize i might i might have to think about this one for a little bit and maybe we can add to this down the road you know what this is episode 179, and I've never let somebody off the hook without giving a name. So I'm going to have to put down Ben Lund. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, we have had a couple people pick themselves, which is totally cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, believe me, I don't have a big ego, so that wasn't my first, uh, first choice. But um, I got to think about this. I apologize for that. I look forward to your follow-up email. <laughs> awesome. Ben, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Real quick, guys, if you are active on Instagram or TikTok, I encourage you to go on over and give my personal profile a follow at jhuntofficial, J-A-Y-H-U-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Over there on Instagram and TikTok, I'm posting my favorite highlights from the Merged Marketing Podcast, along with some of the highlights from my speaking engagements uh, overseas as well as locally. Ton of value. Go on over and check it out at jhuntofficial. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast, and I invite you to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Merged Marketing Podcast. One of the best ways to do that is to add us to your Instagram at Merged Media, M-E-R-G-E-D-M-E-D-I-A. Go on over there, give Merged Media a follow and subscribe and never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.